0: Listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul.
1: Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. How are you doing, buddy?
0: I'm good. Ready to
1: splash you <laughs> with a little love and laughter and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. Happy Sunday, Splash family. Happy Sunday. Wow. It's been so cool reading your comments. And I'm thinking, I know, buddy. It's so great. I, I just love reading everybody's and, and, and comments. And like people are writing chunks. I know. Like it's good. <laughs> like, like I love like, it. Yeah.
0: they're yeah, really And, and getting we don't something know them. This, so they're
1: not related <laughs> to us. It's even better. <laughs> oh. um, but I'm thinking we should do like a live Splash event in 2020. I love it. And would then we can meet it. all these
0: people. you all can get together. I mean, that's like so me. Splash I would lo- live. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah. I
1: absolutely So we're we'll praying it. about that with us. Yeah. We're going to see if we can come to a city near you, and they could be amazing. But I am excited to introduce our guest to our Splash family. I know. Because this girl, and there's a twist, buddy. Yeah. This girl made you money back in the day. She was. I don't know if you remember this. I don't know. But our guest, Rochelle Hanson. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hey Rochelle. Hi. See how you? her live, by the way. Um, she was not only mine, but my kid's favorite babysitter on the planet okay.
0: back in the day. Well,
1: I can understand that. Yes. Okay. So one day I'm having the big date night yes. with Bryce, yes. and Blake was little, and you had, as his agent, had sent over sides to read for a part okay. on Young and the Restless, yes. Noah Newman. Right. And I go, Bryce, I don't think we can go. I'm going to cancel Rochelle. Just, Rochelle, Blake just got these last minute sides from Barbara. There's an audition tomorrow. And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll teach him his lines shut up. She did that. And Blake and booked that booked role. Job. You go, girl. <laughs> Thank I'm you. like, I had to pay her for a whole other thing. She's getting residuals today. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. It was fun for me. <laughs> you were good at it. And Blake well, goes, good. the next time he gets an audition, he goes, can Rochelle do my lines <laughs> with me? I'm like, oh, I'm dead in the water. I am dead in uh, the water. But not only was she my kids and my favorite babysitter that's when you don't give the phone numbers out you know the little black book (laughs) who's your babysitter Um, i'm sorry i can't hear you
0: what you have a you need a babysitter well you know i remember vacation bible school oh i mean that's where i really remember you and i was i mean even back then i don't know if you know this when I saw you and I saw how you interacted with children, I was just mm-hmm. like, this girl's gonna be such a wonderful mom. Yes, she's just oh, she loves you. kids and that's what I that's what radiated from you when I met you way back when was that the love of children that you had was amazing.
1: I mean, and she is now yeah. a wife to Bobby, nine years mm-hmm. yes, and they have four and one on the way mm-hmm. um, from ages eight, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. all the way down to. You're about to pop. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Any day. She made it to the studio. (laughs) Any day. She's doing a cannonball in here today, let me tell you. But it's so exciting. Like, just thank you for joining us in the Splash Zone and sharing with us some things about your life. But I'd like you to go back, back to the days when Barbara's even remembering Mm. before you had kids, before you knew Bobby, um, your walk that got you to where you are today. Because you have had a love for children, but it wasn't like you were some super Christian. Like, there's a story behind... That I mean, did you even know this, Barbara, that when Rochelle, was it around 21 years old, Mm -hmm. she was working at American Idol. Everyone was just sucking up to her at church all the time, and they wanted the seats. And sometimes you'd see Francis sitting right there. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, he went to American Idol when American Idol first came out. She was the girl that got all the seats, right? But she actually moved in. At 21 mm-hmm. years old to live with the Chans. Mm-hmm. And when I say she's a member, I almost want to call you, you know, Rochelle Chan. Um that's what the girls yeah, would all do say. That her. is their mm-hmm. big sister. She mm-hmm. lived with them. Yep. And that was a real shift in your atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Share about that.
2: Yeah. I think I was working in the industry, and you know, it's just very different from Sunday church. <laughs> <laughs> um and, you know, being out in Hollywood, I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved the People, I loved the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I liked working on a live show; Mm -hmm. it was so much fun. Um, But then there was this pull, you know. I wanted the really nice car, and I wanted the nice house, and even just going out and with coworkers and hanging out with them, and you know, drinking and nothing crazy. But it just was like I was having fun, right? And but I definitely felt this void, you know, something was missing. Like I. Church wasn't a priority. God wasn't a priority. Um, and, you know, I'd find myself like, like I feel like I'm in a funk, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like I'm in a funk. And I remember Lisa telling me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, she's kicked all of our butts. Yes, so, yeah, yes. go ahead.
2: Yes. You know, I was like, I feel like I'm, like, depressed. I don't know. She's just like, you're not depressed. Your eyes just aren't fixed on the cross. Ooh. And I was like, you're right. Exactly. Like, mm. I –
0: I can't explain it any better than that. How was your your faith before then?
2: Um, I feel like with before American Idol, I was really involved in the high school group, and that was really good for me. Mm-hmm. And then after the high school ministry, I kind of started working and slowly just became less of a priority. There wasn't okay. so much commitment mm-hmm. to go to church. Mm-hmm. Like I had that desire. Like I wanted to be there, mm-hmm. um, but just all these other distractions mm-hmm. got in my sure. way. So... Mm-hmm. When I moved in, um, it just to the kinda, chance to the, the chance, chance. Yeah. yeah. Things just kind of shifted. I shared a room mm-hmm. with a girl that was in charge of the college ministry, um, and was just attending more things, getting more plugged in, just having more um, conversations. Like I, I felt like more spiritual conversations mm-hmm. had feel like I had more time just to be in the word. And it's just really started to making a priority and just that that love came back mm-hmm. and that excitement came back that I experienced when I... Anything. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. And so you That's got cool. out of Burbank. Yes. <laughs> and just were like out of Dodge. Yes. Yeah. 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 Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because some people could have made the choice to stay there, mm-hmm. ignore the voice, mm-hmm. and then they get in their 40s and wonder why they're depressed and yeah. this and that. And it really is a shift. It's a choice. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I think there was, you know, I definitely was hearing just like, is this what I want to be doing? It kind of was this, this battle of like, oh, I love what I'm doing, but I also felt like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. while I was still working, I went mm-hmm.
1: to Uganda for my yes. first mm-hmm. time. 2004,
2: remember? That's, yes. right. That's right. She
1: was roommates with Ashley. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Who works for my pops. Yes. And that and I mean, now you guys are still friends, which is amazing. I know. That was the first time you met her, right? Yeah. And what was crazy was I. the Chance
2: had gone to Uganda, mm-hmm. and I had um, been – like, I would love to go to Africa. Mm-hmm. And I remember having lunch with Shaleen, and she said, oh, yeah, I'm – coming up on, I'm going to Uganda soon. I was like, oh, I would love to go. She's mm-hmm. like, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you serious? And she's like, yeah, we leave in five weeks. And I was like, <laughs> what? Are you serious? And yeah. and I was able to go, which,
0: That's awesome. you
1: know, was a changed my life. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. did. Yeah. And yeah. Ashley's, I would say, yes. life has yes. changed. What's crazy oh. is I had gotten back from my 03 trip. Uh-huh which was with Francis Mm -hmm. and Lisa, and I knew I had to go back. Right. You don't go to Africa once, you know. And sure enough, I remember us having lunch, and I'm telling you about what happened. Omega was real, la, 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 la. And she goes, I really want to go to Africa. Mm -hmm. And you didn't hear – like for me growing up, no one said that in their 20s, especially Mm -hmm. young 20s, 21, 22. And she was serious. I mean, I knew you were serious about it. And I said, you should go. And she did. Woman of mm-hmm. her word right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You got on a plane, you went to Africa, and you're I believe your love for children. You can't fake loving children. No. No, you can't. You either do or you don't. Like, I know my, my bumpa, rest his soul, hated children. I mean, I hated going to his house. We, we named him Bumpa instead of Grandpa because he was a bump on a log, you know? It was like you never wanted to go there because you couldn't touch anything. They had the runners going down their thing, nobody sat in their look room. It was called a look room. Um, no one sat in the look room, it was called, and there was runners down the carpet, don't get off the runners, and you couldn't touch. There's this yeah. beautiful porcelain doll that was on the bed and the bedroom I was supposed right. to sleep in. And he's like, you will go right back home if you touch that doll, you know. And so I just wanted to touch it, you know, yeah. because it was this probably this antique porcelain doll. And I'm like, why are you putting it on the bed of an exactly. eight-year-old? Exactly. Like, exactly. put that stuff away when your grandkids Seriously? come. But. That's one thing I've always loved about you, and I saw that as a young mom myself with my kids when you're entrusting someone to babysit them, Mm -hmm. which is hard enough. Rochelle would just – she'd bring stuff. She just brought Chuck E. Cheese to your house. You know what I mean? It was like Disneyland in a box. Like, she got on the floor. She'd color. She'd this and that. So to see you as a mom, soon to be mom of five, um, is just remarkable. But I didn't realize – your and Bobby's passion. And I don't know if that, where that welled up in you. And you have the same passion, buddy. So we're going to get into this. Those of you listening right now, I want you to know we're going to start talking about Matthew 25, about what true religion looks like, um, taking care of widows and orphans. And both these ladies, Rochelle and Barbara, have not only done foster care. Which was amazing. Um, but Rochelle, you also just recently were able to adopt, mm. which is you don't really hear that that often. And yeah. Barbara has a little different story, mm. but a cool ending too. So did you always want to adopt? Did you want your own biological kids like the Watsons were like that? you know? like what? Where was your mindset after Uganda?
2: Yeah, it's definitely after Uganda. I remember thinking, not ready to go home. I could stay mm. here. Bye, guys. See <laughs> ya. <Yeah. laughs> um, yes. And then that kind of just, you know, sparked a desire to want to adopt. I wanted to have a big family and I didn't care if they. And you were... didn't have Bobby yet?
1: No, I didn't okay. have
2: Bobby. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't care how I got them, whether they were biological, whether they were internationally adopted. Mm. Um, I just knew that I wanted a big family. And then after going to Uganda, I definitely, the Lord put adoption on my heart. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of, I think, what initially sparked my desire for adoption. And then I started working after Hollywood. I decided to leave. Um, And then I started working at our church in the children's ministry. And we had a lot of foster kids Um, Mm -hmm. Coming through, we had a lot of foster parents. Mm -hmm. And so I would see, being in charge of children's ministry, I would see a lot of just new faces every Mm -hmm. Sunday. And sometimes they were there for a week, sometimes they were there for a month, and Mm -hmm. sometimes they were adopted and stayed permanently. Mm -hmm. And so seeing sort of the need that there was just in our own county um, made me think, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be
1: doing foster care. Again, there was no husband yet, mm-hmm. but I knew that I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, doing Sunday school every mm-hmm. single week and she knew all the mm-hmm. families and she put on special events mm-hmm. too at Cornerstones, like date nights for right. um couples. They could all could drop their kids off at Cornerstone and go on a date. That's somewhere. a love for children. It's a <laughs> love. Right? I mean and it's one thing when it's your own. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else's. No. <laughs> not and, and she's and you're talking about like Hundred, a hundred other kids. Like she would do this. Wow! It was such a ministry yeah. that you had. It's beautiful. When nine years ago you got married to Bobby, but you met him obviously before that. How did you guys meet?
2: Um, we met because he was attending uh, Trinity Bible College. Okay. And so he actually started volunteering in children's ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. And so. And the rest is yeah. history.
2: He sees this <laughs> I was girl. Like, hey, let's discuss some <laughs> curriculum over coffee. <laughs>
1: He's like I was thinking the same thing.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we met, and uh, just through our dating, as things got serious, we kind of had just conversations about um, what what it would look like to be married and just children mm-hmm. and and adoption. He was definitely on board. Foster care. He was definitely on board. So I was like, How many siblings
0: same? does he have?
2: He has one brother and a stepbrother and two stepsisters. But okay. growing up it was just him, him and his brother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How many siblings just are you? Just one brother. Yeah. Older. Uh, younger than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. the oldest. Yes. Hmm. Wait, how
1: old's your brother now? He's 32. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I know. Wow. I always thought he was your older brother. He's much taller than me. That's so why. But you're <laughs> he looks more older maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys get married Mm -hmm. nine years ago, Yep, and I remember a time when you two would take the Chan kids, like Zeke and Ellie, you'd go beach trips, you'd take them to Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, you guys would go do fun outings with kids without having kids yet. Like, this has always been a passion for you. But tell me about when you guys decided to move to San Francisco. So we got married, and we had just had... Our first child,
2: he was about four months old. And um, Bobby and Francis just kind of started talking about it. And it's funny because Bobby just always said, I don't think we're going to stay in Simi Valley. You know, I feel Mm. like we're going to do something different. And so we, you know, he came to me one day and just said, I've been praying about, you know, going up to San Francisco and doing ministry up there. And I want you to pray with me. And so we did. We'd gone up to San Francisco, went to the ministry, and just felt like it was right hard because I had grown up and see me my whole life. I'd never lived anywhere else. Right. And then to go move to San and Francisco. And your church family
1: was here and you were yeah. running children's ministry. Oh, yeah. And family. it wasn't like God wasn't using you guys in yeah, an amazing, no. an amazing yeah. way. Yeah,
2: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and then we went. To San Francisco. And,
0: and how long in, did you live there?
2: Um, we lived there a little bit under a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We worked with the um, a ministry up there in the Tenderloin mm-hmm. District.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. then what changed? Um, I feel like we kind of came and helped with the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we felt like we came to do what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of wrestled with how to not be a burden to a ministry, you mm. know, because... You can work a regular job and then do ministry on the side, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, to get paid by a ministry full time, because that's what we were getting paid full time for ministry, was just a little bit of a wrestle for us. And Mm. so, we felt like we came and we did what we were supposed to do. And then, we just spent some time praying and fasting, like, okay, what's next, Lord? Yeah. And we weren't sure. So, we ended up
1: coming back. Mm -hmm. see me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting because sometimes it's just about what you said. You were so comfortable here that, girlfriend, you weren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So when you jump and get out of the boat and get to walk on water... It doesn't mean you have to go, okay, so I'm going to be here now forever. No, because then you'll get in the same thing there. It's like we need to be adaptable. And those listening right now, it's like I don't know where you're at or what you're going through or if you're wrestling with foster care or you're trying in vitro to get pregnant and you're frustrated about whatever God's doing. Just stop and pray for a minute. Mm-hmm. Breathe in. Breathe out. Let the Lord be the Lord. Because I think it's interesting that when you make a big move like that, that's like five hours away from us. It's not yeah. like you had to move your crap and move up there and get all plugged in. It's easy to just think, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to stay here for five years or mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Not mm-hmm. necessarily. Sometimes God just wants to see if you're going to obey Him. That's right. And then He goes, okay, she did. They did. Mm-hmm. And now here, I need to bring you back to where I want to use you some more. And you came back with a totally different perspective, I felt like.
2: Oh, yeah. I think... Um, even just that season that we were there, it was really hard to be away from family and friends, especially with the four-month-old hello. Yeah, new, yes. New mom, first time mom. And um, but it was also really, a really beautiful season because I was so desperate for Jesus and relying so much just on his strength and on his comfort. And, you know, and to be because, you know, here I felt like I was complacent. It was just kind of like, I'm just gonna, you know, do whatever. You know, there wasn't this real relying mm-hmm. on God like there should mm-hmm. be, like we should every day mm-hmm. for our yeah. next breath. Right. Um, But it was, yeah, it was just a really beautiful season of depending um, on Him. Yeah. Just yes. total dependence. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Because we don't, we don't, we, we have so much. We're given so much. Mm-hmm. We there's no reality for us in like that we have to deny ourselves anything. Yeah. It's all here for us, and you know whether it's happiness or right. You know you want the next big Big Mac, or, right? Know, Whatever size, what this right. or what that. You mm-hmm. know it's. Uh,
1: but yeah. you both did something that you know it's difficult. You got into foster care, and I remember in '96 when I was getting ready to give birth to Blake. You, buddy, you decided to foster, mm-hmm. and you got baby London, mm-hmm. and. I was hoping, I know, Rochelle, you now speak on behalf of foster foster care parents mm-hmm. and how to get involved. How do you actually get qualified for that? I mean, I don't know. I've never done it. Like, how do you get qualified if those people that are listening right now go, I'd love mm-hmm. to foster a child
0: um, and give, I, mm, you know. I was referred to a, a, a company. Okay. And then I had to go and take classes. And from there, I, I mean, I even learned a lot just from those classes and observing other people and why they were there. Some of them are not there for the right reasons. Yeah, That's what I learned a lot about. But I was able to, I took the class and took a a test of some sort, and then I was certified as a foster parent. It wasn't difficult. Wow. What is your experience with that?
2: Yeah, I think um, most people can get involved through their county. Mm -hmm. Um, In Ventura County, you can go to foster VC kids, Mm -hmm. um, and you can get licensed through the county, but there are the agencies. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, The separate agencies, I think, are even listed on their website. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to go with a private agency, you Mm -hmm. could do that too Mm -hmm. and get plugged in. And most cities, counties have either private agencies or county that will help you get licensed. And it is. It's taking classes. It's getting educated on what foster care really is and Mm -hmm. what it is not. That's right. (laughs) And what your role is and Mm -hmm. what it shouldn't be. And, um, you know, and then, yeah. How long is
1: that process?
2: Um, If you're on top of it, it can be as quick as like three months. You have to take the classes, Uh make sure your CPR is certified. They do like you know, a home inspection, make sure you have beds for all the children. And I remember,
1: buddy, you were putting all the electric socket things in. (laughs) She's baby-proofing her whole house. And at first I thought she's doing it because I'm going to have Blake, you know. (laughs) She goes, no, I'm going to be a foster mom. We're going to have babies together. I'm like, all right, buddy. We're going to have a baby together. We're going to have them in our little – both of them in our little carry case. It was like amazing. But three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long when you finished, for you, Rochelle, Hmm. did you get the call? Dun, 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 dun. Um, I think it was a couple weeks when we first got licensed...
2: what? Yes, that oh, yeah. fast. Oh, yeah, fast. yes. Although when you get licensed, there's this like thing that as soon as like the person signs your paper, like you think your phone's gonna just start <laughs> ringing off the hook. <laughs>
0: That's like true. you're just That's staring true, at yeah.
2: it. Well, when we first, when Bobby and I first got licensed, when I was in the class, they have these deal breakers. Like they ask kind of an icebreaker game. Like, would you take a child that cusses? Would you take a child that right. is a different religion? And mine was, would you take a parenting teen, which is a teenager that has a baby? Mm. Mm. And so I was just like, yeah, I would do that. And there was somebody that was from licensing in the room. And she was like, oh, really? Great. (laughs) Jot your name down. (laughs) So when we first got licensed, we said that we would take parenting teens. So our first um, placement was a 17 year old girl with a six month old
1: baby. Wow. Yeah. What a minute. No, and you continued doing this. Yes. But tell us about that experience because you just recently, when I was at your house last year, had another teenage Another teenage girl wow. who that's a whole nother parenting yeah. issue. Yeah. Rochelle's getting her into reading classes. She's helping the girl get her studies going, get to school, and she has a brand new baby, right? Oh my so, gosh. Tell us wow. about that. That's a love that's of a whole nother mm-hmm. level. Yeah. I think
2: there there was just a need. And so for Bobby and I, we've always just prayed about it. And it was like, okay, like this makes sense because, you know, especially the placements that I've had, it was, you know, they're they're calling me saying like, we do not have anyone that will take this girl and her baby. <sighs> mm-hmm. And so it just made sense mm-hmm. for us to say- Yes, but it's also just a great opportunity to come alongside a young girl Mm. and, you know, model parenting. Mm -hmm. You know, when um, they've come into my house, I've had small children. And so it's like I can model, you Mm -hmm. know, bathing your child Mm -hmm. and giving your child healthy foods and Mm -hmm. the things that are important, all the while loving them as Mm -hmm. well. And so... Yeah. And also you had a
0: husband that was supportive and wanted to do it so too. nice. Yeah. Yeah. My husband was not <laughs> in agreement. <laughs> mine wasn't, but he didn't stop me. No. To, Robert he was did wonderful yes. and allowed me to do pretty much anything I wanted to do. And I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to try it. I wanted to see what it was like, but I was working also. So mm-hmm. mine had to come, mine had to be a short-term foster care Um yeah, You do usually get brand new babies. She get yeah. brand new babies days that, old that I could carry around with me. I could take them in the car with yeah. me, I could put them in the you yeah. know, in my office, Racquetball world when she's yeah. working on yeah. the treadmill. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. she, would. um, and then when they started crawling and stuff, then it got a little more difficult. So I just asked for you know the new ones in the short term, and and then uh, yeah, that happened for a little while. I didn't have very many of them, but uh, but tell about your yeah. last one that you had. Yeah, that I, well, we called that, TT, yeah, TT. T, 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 T. That's what we used to do to her yeah. and call her. And we still do it today. Um She's, uh oh my goodness, she's about 24 years old today. Yeah. And uh, she was one foster child that uh, I had actually met the year before. She was in a, with another family. And when one of my other children were placed, um this particular um, child was given to me. And I had seen her at the Christmas party the year before. And I thought how cute she was. And she was um, yeah, just adorable. And so I was told that I had another, you know, another child. And I said, okay. And when she came to my door, I was just like, oh my God, you know, it's tea. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so she stayed with us for, um, oh my gosh, about a year or so. Yeah, I mean, I have pictures of Blake and her. Blake and her were just a few months apart, just a little older than Blake. And she came after, she was our last woman. The one that was with us before was a really difficult situation Mm -hmm. because um, I had really grown attached to this one and they came to take her. And the woman that came to uh, be her foster mom with the intention to adopt was not... A mom who—I mean, she was going to work. The grandmother was going to take care of her, uh, and I just was—my heart was just breaking because I was just like, I poured so much into this child, and I have all these things, and this woman could have cared less. This woman didn't even know how to take care of a child. She didn't. She the would, mama bear came out. That's yeah, what happened, it really right? did. She- so I had everybody praying because she was—they were supposed to come and take the baby. And on a certain day, and the social worker was not very good either. I think this was her first placement, so she was more of a, you know, numbers girl, and this was her first placement. She was going to make sure that this child was going to be placed into this family, and I had everybody praying for this child that, you know, please intercede if this is not where this child is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And as the social worker is driving on the freeway, as I'm writing this letter to the adopted mom or the new foster mom of how to take care of this child and yada, 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 the social worker calls me on the phone and she said, uh, Mrs. Cameron, I uh, I am just so sorry. I, I just don't know how to tell you this. And I'm like, what? I thought she was in an accident or something. And she said, I'm so sorry, but um, the mother just backed out. And I was um, like, what? She said she backed out. She she doesn't feel that she can take care of the child. And I was like, praise God. Yeah, yeah. And then I... <laughs> then Everyone's I got, praying, right? I, then I... I said to the woman because this woman was so cold this whole time. Whenever I would talk to her, it's all she about. She's very numbers, short, very short, just no heart in this system at all. And she was actually—I I, I heard a little bit of trembling. And I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she's, "Oh, I'm just." So, I'm, all of a sudden, I heard this emotion, and I'm like, "Oh, praise God, you've got a heart!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, right, and so I'm right. so glad that. Because I want to be part of the adoption process of this child. I said, I love this child. I said, I don't know if mm-hmm. you really understand. And so anyway, I said, please let us be part of the adoption process. She's well, I don't know whether I can do that, and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, the woman that did come, and adoptee, was the next woman. And she, when she came, I knew right away, this was her. She came. She 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 brought toys. She got down on the floor. She played with her, mm-hmm. and she. I just knew that this was the right placement. And so, she uh, then uh, foster care, She was an ex foster mom, and uh, she had already had another adopted son. So she was intending to adopt T, and she did. And when she took T that day, this is so she, great. Said, she said, "Would you and Robert please be her godparents?" Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely. And that was awesome because we still have a relationship with yeah. her today after 23 years. We see her, she comes over, and she's just the sweetest. She's, it's we just a beautiful love beautiful story. Yeah, it's amazing. yeah, And just even the power of prayer, like mm-hmm. there wasn't... Oh, boy, I'll tell you, that's the only reason. That's yeah. the only reason this child was uh, interceded. Yeah. You have a unique story too, Rochelle, about
1: Lennox. I mean... Here you're adopting her. You also so you're you're fostering her mm-hmm. and you're fostering a te. so I'm at her house oh a year goodness. ago. she's she's fostering Linux. She's fostering a teenage girl, and she's she fostering the teenage girl's wow. baby. and she has three of her own biological kids. Hello. <laughs>
0: I can't even.
1: The wheels of the bus go (laughs) round and round, round and round. (laughs) I mean, it was, and yet there was such peace and harmony and joy. And it took me back to those, that season, you know, as an empty nester, I'm like, ah.
0: You know what just came to my head? What? Was your house really clean? (laughs)
1: No. Is everything right in its spot at all times? No. I just sometimes go through my house and mess things up because I want to. Oh my There's gosh. no kids here. I'm like, spill the milk, Bryce. Just spill it. Um, but you mm-hmm. had perseverance, and, and isn't that an attribute of love, is love is patient,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is
1: which means it's willing to wait, mm-hmm. which means long-suffering. And I feel like for any p- foster parents out there listening that want to adopt, lean in right now because mm-hmm. this story that Bobby and Rachel went mm. through. was very powerful. But when you're fixing your eyes, like you said earlier, on the hero of the story, and we get it off of ourself, off of our own timeline, off of our own convenience sometimes, it's amazing how he comes through and his yoke is easy and his burden is light when we just follow him. So share this story because this little girl is just set apart when you meet mm. Lennox. I mean, she just she's a hanson. I mean, she was meant to be part of their family, but it wasn't happening. So explain the process with her.
2: Yeah, so um we we actually had a little boy who had just actually reunified with his mom. And Bobby and I had talked about like maybe taking a break or not sure what that looked like, but I was like, I think that we need you know, maybe a smaller child. This little boy was the same age as my youngest and it was like having twins and it was a lot of work. <laughs> <clears throat> and so I got a call for um, a little girl. She was just born and Bobby was actually in Washington when I got the he call. He was out of
1: town. <laughs> He's out of town.
2: Um, and they were like, hey, we have this little girl. Would you be willing to take her? And that that day, I don't know, it was – A Friday, it was a full moon, and they were like (laughs) – had lots of babies that they were placing. (laughs) And they actually didn't call me because I was licensed for teenagers. And so a girlfriend of mine had called and said, hey, did you get any calls for babies because I've gotten like three today. Mm, So I called placement and, you know, I just was said yes. (laughs) And I (laughs) – I called Bobby and just said, hey, we're going to have a baby when we get home. Um, And so, yeah, I went to the hospital and I picked her up um, when she was two days old. Two days. Wow. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, that's basically what – when it started. Um. We – you know, you don't have a ton of information. You know, social workers kind of give you a little bit of background information, Mm -hmm. what they know. And so I was kind of learning some stuff about her history and, you know, her mom. And I remember, um, you know, they set up visits with the biological parents. So the first day just driving there, like Mm. so nervous because I knew I was going to meet her. Mm. Um, And I remember just seeing her and just saying – like, hey, I'm rooting for you to do well, um, which was not of me, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I love this baby. I'm going to keep this mm. baby. Um, but just. But you I got felt, to
1: meet the mom.
2: Yeah. So I felt like the Lord just really put, <laughs> softened my heart mm. towards her. Mm-hmm. Um, and what then she just, situation. she broke down and started crying. And it was, yeah, it was a beautiful moment right then and there. Mm. And then, um, you know, they have court, and I just remember one night telling Bobby, I said, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like God is going to use us in her mom's life some some way, Mm. you know? And he's like, really? Like, that just (laughs) seems so foreign, like, biological parents and, you know... Foster, foster parents, parents don't usually have a relationship. They're right. trying to do that. Right. They're trying to make it more co-parenting. Whether, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what happens, but during that process, let's co-parent together. So, right. um, yeah. So that kind of started the, this relationship with her mom. And her mom was on doing what she was supposed to be doing to get her back. And so this whole time, I'm obviously super attached to Mm. this little girl and in love and like, you know, but at the same time, like her mom's doing well. So I'm like supporting, Mm -hmm. supporting that. And how many months is this now? This, uh, she was probably about like four or five months. Okay. Um, Yeah. And then we had, it was called a CFT, which is like a family meeting. And she had told the social worker, I just want. Hansen's to adopt her like I'm not ready to be a parent I you know I've just got too much in my life and so you know I think as a foster parent sometimes if you can help it you kind of have a wall you can guard your heart you know because you sure you're immediately Hello. so that's what I kept telling myself I would just be praying through it and then so then when it was like we want you to adopt her I was like okay we're doing this and obviously I was thrilled and then a few weeks later at core, <laughs> Oh. I get a text message from her that said, I changed my mind. I'm going to fight for her. Oh! Wow. So. And the
1: roller coaster <laughs> begins. Yes.
2: Woo! Yes. So that oh. was yes. just through that whole thing. That was just like a season of like really, like you said earlier, mm. Barbara, just leaning in, trusting God, saying, okay, God, you already know her story. Mm-hmm. Like I just kept, you know, saying that, like, you know her story. We trust you. We trust you. We trust you. Um, because it was, I was super attached and then it was like, let my guard down Mm -hmm. and, you know, not sure what What the the, next day was going to look like. And I think all the time too, wanting to love her mom well, you know, Mm. because she, you know, she is her mom and was doing the things that she was at the time supposed to be doing. So, um, Mm. Yeah, there's a foster parent his name is Jason Johnson and he speaks and one of the things that, you know, he says is um you know, what is comp- like what is not in our control is completely in his. Mm. And his sovereignty is our sanity. Mm. And I remember just like literally yeah, clinging good. to that because yeah. I was like I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I just have to trust God in that.
1: So um and by the way, You have three little ones at home during this time. Yes. And you have a teenage girl and her Her baby. baby. Mm -hmm. And she's going through this emotional Mm. ragdoll shakedown. (sighs) Mm. And... You're right. You have to find a firm foundation. You need to know who the rock is in your life when you get on this ride because it's a ride. Yes, It's a ride. It's a grind because you guys might be soundly saved. You might be waking up fixing your eyes on Jesus. You might be pouring the love of Jesus into these children, into the teenage girl, into Lennox, into the teenage girl's baby, into your own three, into your husband. I mean, come on. That's a Proverbs 31 woman right there. That's like, hello. But I love, but his
0: sovereignty. But his sovereignty. Is my sanity. Is my sanity. Oh, that's yes. So good. so good. Yes. Yes. And, and so encouraging. That. Yes.
1: <laughs> because that wasn't the first yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. Oh so tell the next. God, no, yes. no, buddy, just uh, wait. This girl is a freaking stud. Okay. Yeah. So go on. So then you're like, okay, we're going to adopt Linux. And yes. You guys start doing the paperwork, which is harder than giving yeah. birth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Um, and... You're doing all the paperwork, you're getting ready for court, and then you get a text from this young girl. Oh, never mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. It's super cool now. I to have a baby. So I'm gonna have a baby. Um, and you do what? Um, I well, I did a lot.
2: <laughs> um, you know, I I was so thankful that I had this relationship with her. Right. Because I was able to just be honest with her and just say, like, okay. I support you and I've been on your team since day one. Mm. Um, and so, but I need you to step it up, you know, and like you want, you want her, you have to step it up. And like, because it was only like two
1: hours a week
2: visit, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Easy to be a mom two hours a week. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. You're not waking up in the middle of the night and yeah. teething and the, yeah. and the right. you know, Um And so it really, I was thankful because she was really receptive to Mm. that because of our relationship. Mm -hmm, And so it seemed like, yes, okay, great. You know, like, yes, I will do that. And I had a different situation. I had a really great social worker. Oh, good. Um, Yes. He was really great with just requiring the same requirements of her. Like, hey, like, step it up, step it up. Like, Rochelle's not gonna be bringing a diaper bag. Right. To the visits with the formula and the bottle and all the mm-hmm. clothes and stuff like that. That's going to be your job. Like mm-hmm. you are the mom, um, and supporting her mm-hmm. through that. So then the next. So how much time passed now? Well, there was basically like two months that went by, where it was, um, I, no, I'm in this. I want to do it. To I don't. No, I think I want to <sighs> do adoption. <laughs> oh. And I remember asking my social worker like how how many times can somebody yes. change their Turn mind? Turn the light switch off and on yeah, yeah, you know. Um and he was so so empathetic and encouraging just like I'm really sorry this is just kind of the process. The process. Mm-hmm. Um and so they had done like an all day visit which was like a really long uh, the longest she had had her and then he said next week we're going to do an overnight. And usually when you go to overnights that's the They are going back home. Mm -hmm. So I just was like just praying, just sort of like the same thing you were like, Mm -hmm. okay, Lord, like I trust you. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. But if this is not supposed to happen, Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. need to do something. And I remember talking to my social worker. It was like Thursday before the weekend. Like, hey, how is this going to work? Do I drop her off? You know, He's like, I'm going to call you later. And he's like, she's not doing the overnight. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Nope, we are we are going to move forward with terminating." Was that surfaces. her choice?
0: She didn't want to do the overnight. Oh, okay. yeah,
1: yeah. She and had. An, I remember she had the long day, right? And then she's right. like, "Hey." Yes.
2: <laughs> so, and then again, I just was through that. Um, the first step that they do is they terminate services, and then mm. they terminate parental rights. So I was kind of anticipating this was like in October, and so February was when they were going to terminate services. I was just anticipating like another, another roller coaster another ride. Ride. right. like just right. this is yeah, up don't and down. You not trust it at all. No, yeah, right. yeah, I just was anticipating just up some ups and downs throughout the way, but she did not change mm. her mind again, mm-hmm. and so. Um, through that, we continued to have just a great relationship awesome. with her, um, and we still send her pictures and mm-hmm. keep her updated. Now, can she
0: can she come in at another point in time?
2: Ever? No,
0: no, she's no. given up the right. Yeah, once a child once a child is adopted and you sign those
2: papers, there's nothing that any relative or okay. biological parent can come. But even on the adoption day, like driving to, you know, sure. we, we have a date and, right. and people tell you like nothing said and done until right. you're sitting across from that judge. And I remember just being like, yep. okay, are we going to get there? And my social worker is going to tell me. It's a text message going to yes. go off. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. So it definitely was um, a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I saw a shirt once that said, you ride roller coasters. I do foster care because <laughs> it's literally, you know, perfect. It's, but, again, just like San Francisco, just uh, this mm. season of just, like, being so desperate for, like, the strength of the Lord and just things that, like, are not of yourself, you know? Because, like, there's things of my flesh that I was, like, what I wanted to say, what I wanted to do. <laughs> right. mm. um, but, you know, just the Holy Spirit mm. in my life, like, mm. that allowed me to have a softened heart for mm-hmm. – um her biological mom mm-hmm. and just even just patience through the process like there was mm-hmm. definitely times where it was a little bit yeah. harder but like okay lord mhm this, this Lennox is, what you, is how old now
0: 3 and you still have some type of communication with yes. the mom and yes and do, do you know if the mom has other children or?
2: um well prior to Lennox, she had 4 that oh, she does wow. not have any but she has not had any more children
0: oh, yeah wow
2: okay yeah mm.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us yes. in the spot zone. Awesome. Yes, thank That's you amazing. for having when me. When was the yeah. official gotcha day? Uh November 16th, 2018.
0: Wow. Yes. Awesome.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you for joining yeah, I us. Thank that you that for inspiring some of my
0: listeners. Right you know, those who wanna do foster care. It's awesome. And jump in. Jump in. Exactly. Because We
1: want to really encourage you to splash a little sanity on someone (laughs) by pointing them to their Savior. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus is the hero of the story, and you're just living out the truth that He had planned for your your life, fixing your eyes on things to come, Mm -hmm. not on earthly things, because it is a roller coaster. And some of you might be in a roller coaster in a different area of your life, Mm -hmm. and I love what the guy said. Mm -hmm. Our Savior is the one who gives us sanity. We don't, we can't do it on our own. That's right. Um, it will implode. All of us will. So, thank you for joining thank us. Thank um, you. We will be posting some of that information. I'll have mm-hmm. Ashley post it up on the Instagram site if you want to get involved in being a foster parent. You want to
0: pray adoption. about that or adoption. And, and yes, what? Kirk's coming out with a movie. Oh, you can talk about that? I think I can. I think oh, he's my kind gosh. of share it a little bit, but it is all about adoption. Oh, oh
1: how exciting. Yeah. yeah so That'll I'm probably excited. be coming out in 2021.
2: Probably yeah. yes so, I love yeah. that because it's encouraging to yeah. foster parents yeah right, that's right yeah so
1: exciting and we that. need it yes, <laughs> yes we do. so until next time splash a little love and thank Woo! you for joining us
0: Thanks for joining us today come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.